When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, GetBooked listeners, and welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books we just can't resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington, and today's Hand Cell is from my personal deep backlist. It's Rose Daughter by Robin McKinley. My parents are doing that thing where they clear out their garage and house and then send me giant bins full of things that they think are mine, some of which are mine, some of which are not. But one of the things that was in those bins was Rose Daughter, and I couldn't resist picking it up, and I'm here to tell you about that reread today. But before I get into that, let us hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo. This is one I'm actually super excited about. I liked Lee Bardugo's other adult fantasy books, and so I'm really looking forward to this one. It's set in the Spanish Golden Age during a time of high-stakes political intrigue and glittering wealth. It follows Luzia, a servant in the household of an impoverished Spanish nobleman who reveals a talent for little miracles. Her social climbing mistress demands Luzia use her gifts to win over Madrid's most powerful players, but what begins as simple amusement takes a dangerous turn. Luzia will need to use every bit of her wit and will to survive, even the help of Guillén Santangel, an immortal familiar whose own secrets could prove deadly for them both. So The Familiar by Lee Bardugo is on sale now. And like I said, it's a must read of the season. It's perfect for anyone who loves history, a little bit of magic, a lot of danger. You can get your copy now at LeeBardugoTheFamiliar.com. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo for sponsoring this episode. So I went through an extremely heavy Robin McKinley phase when I was probably like a tween slash teen. And I think I read like everything that she had written up to that point. 
and was just like obsessed. Reread them all, owned them all from the used bookstore, like could not keep my hands off of them. And I have not up until this point reread her since then because A, I don't have a lot of time for rereads and B, it was such a essential pivotal moment in my life, especially as a fantasy reader, that I have been afraid to revisit it. So, you know, that feeling like, what if I don't like it? Like, what if they're, God forbid, bad? Like, what what if they don't speak to me anymore? Like, what if there's things in there that now I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I just, you know, I'm, I'm nervous about revisiting beloved books from that phase of my life because sometimes they don't hold up or sometimes I've learned things about the authors that I wish I hadn't learned. So, you know, it doesn't happen that often. But I was like, well, it's sitting right here. It's like on my coffee table. I don't know if I can resist the urge to pick it back up. And so I did. And I am delighted to report that it is it is delightful. It is. I am delighted to report that it's delightful. <laughs> it's uh, it's her second Beauty and the Beast retelling. I actually don't remember the first one, which is just called Beauty, very well, honestly. I knew that I have read both of them, but I was like, I don't know which one I'm remembering. And I think I was mostly remembering this one. It is, as you might guess from the title, obsessed with the rose part of the Beauty and the Beast story. So, you know, in the original, quote unquote original, in one of the in one of the many early versions, the beast has this rose and, you know, the petals are falling off of it. And when the rose is dead, the beast is dead. And Robin McKinley, I found out from the author's note at the end of this, moved to England and got obsessed with roses. And so found that now she had to rewrite Beauty and the Beast again because she had more to say about the roses. And I credit this book with my own personal obsession with roses. I have three rose bushes in my garden now that I have a house that I can plant them in. And Rose Daughter, my memories of Rose Daughter, plus Alexander Chi's essay about roses in How to Write an Autobiographical Novel, like had turned me into an an aspiring rosarian. I'm not actually one yet, but one day I will be. And rereading this book, I can really see how that got so rooted in my imagination that I've been wanting to have roses ever since, you know, my my actually one of my big random pandemic purchases was to buy a tiny dwarf rose that the website assured me would thrive in a pot because I didn't own a place at that point and I didn't want to plant something and then not be able to take it with me. So that was my first rose was one that I bought during the pandemic, early days of the pandemic. So, okay, I'm just talking a lot about personal stuff here. I should tell you more about this book. So it follows three sisters, and they each have a particular talent. Uh, The oldest is very fearless. Her name is Lionheart. The second is very, like, sharp and intellectual. Her name is Jewel Tongue. And then the third sister, Beauty, doesn't think that she actually has a talent, but it turns out she is very good with plants. And their father is a rich merchant who hates magic of all kinds. So they have not grown up around magic. And his business goes under. And uh, as part of that, he ends up in this beast's castle and accidentally steals a rose for his daughter, Beauty. And, you know, the whole fairy tale thing happens. She has to go. Otherwise, you know, he's going to keep her father. And then she finds out that the beast is not as beastly as he seems, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the arc of it follows the main. But it's a really interesting dig into what it means to be your own person and like what 
your circumstances do to that. So like their lives as a rich merchant's daughters are very different from their lives as no longer rich merchant's daughters. And actually it gives them room to really find themselves and figure out what's important to them, which is, you know, nice. Not like super revolutionary or anything, but it's nice. But I just love Beauty's character and the way that she interacts with her sisters and her family and the other people around her. I love all of the different layers that Robin McKinley adds to this retail. And I love, love, love the roses. Like they are so woven into every page of this book. So if you are a flower fiend, definitely you're going to want to pick it up. If you are just a sucker for retellings the way that I am, also more than enough reason to pick it up. If you have been a McKinley fan for a while, you haven't revisited, another good reason. And if you just want like an escape, like a really like heartwarming, gentle romance escape from everything that continues to be going on in the world, also a good reason to pick this up. It is very heartwarming. It is very gentle. The bad guys lose. The good guys win. People get married. Like, it's nice. It's nice. So (laughs) that's my pitch for Rose Daughter by Robin McKinley, apparently. It's got roses and it's nice. Uh, So this has been The Hand Cell. Thanks so much to our audio editor, Jen Zink, for making us sound good each and every episode. Thanks to you all for continuing to listen. We appreciate that. You can find more recommendations at bookriot.com and more podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us. That's getbooked at bookriot.com. You can also send in requests for the main show there if you so desire. You can review us on Apple Podcasts if you would like. It helps other folks to find the show. We super appreciate that. And in between shows, I'm currently on social media break, as you might know, but eventually I'll probably come back. I'm on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we will talk to you next time. 